Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to be doing a review on another review on Diet Starts Tomorrow, one of my favorite podcasts from Betches. But first, I wanted to give a little personal update. Uh, So thankfully, I've been really consistent with my working out. My food intake has not been as good. I've just been... I have been going through like this this crisis with my other company and one day I'll start a Patreon and really detail all of the drama. Um, I can't really go fully into it uh, because I'm kind of in a court case right now, but uh, it's basically a David and Goliath situation. And so, you know, I wake up just completely stressed out and sometimes the only thing that will help me is working out, doing some yoga. Yesterday I got on the treadmill and got off and did some yoga to try to decompress. Um, So with that, I've just been comfort eating and just, you know, like craving carbs like crazy. I also think I'm very hormonal right now. And if there's any, I've been, it's a bad combination when I'm drinking a lot of alcohol, I'm eating a ton of salty fried food, I'm eating sugar and candy, and I'm not working out. (laughs) So I've had a couple of those days, like last weekend, I had a couple of those days where it just, there was just zero balance. And, you know, the beginning of this week, I was just trying to get through the day. And, you know, even though I did start to choose slightly better foods or at least have some, like my healthy protein shake during the week. I just found myself eating bagels with butter and, you know, I found this candy bar in the freezer the other night and just, you know, couldn't stop myself from eating the entire thing. And, and again, like I, I it's, I'm not like beating myself up over it. I just, I know I'm not hungry. I'm just emotionally eating to try to like suppress anxiety. So Definitely not feeling great right now, feeling feeling a little bit off, but I think because I have been so consistent with working out, I haven't gained a ton of weight. I've probably gained, you know, definitely gained about five pounds, but, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay fluctuating a little bit and come, I, I like to comfort myself with food sometimes. I think we all need to do that. Um, but, you know, when it starts to affect your mental health, uh, I think that's where you just need to kind of get back in check. And I, and I do know that when I'm eating mostly whole foods that, uh, you know, I'm just in a better mood. I feel better mentally. And I do think that partly uh, some of my anxiety was definitely brought on by too much alcohol and too much just crap, you know, processed food. So anyway, I am I'm actually sipping on an alcoholic beverage as we speak, so definitely not cutting back on the alcohol, but uh, I did have um, I did make healthy choices today and I'm gonna try to do that after this podcast and finish out the day uh, with some balance. So anyway, so let's get into the podcast review. So this was another review of Diet Starts Tomorrow and this episode they had Nicole Pellegrino. And Nicole Pellegrino is, she's like, uh, what she does for Betches, I think she runs their TikTok. Um, and she also has 
is on one of their podcasts called Betches Brides because she just got married. She was like a COVID bride and um, she's a beautiful, uh, funny, uh, very talented young woman who, um, you know, seems like she's rising the corporate ladder and, and really has a lot of different skill sets to bring to the Betches Media organization. Uh, and so the topic of this podcast was convincing family to stop commenting on your body. Now it is, I mean, I just called Nicole beautiful. I mean, I can't, it, it's very difficult because of the era I was raised. Um, and I, yes, that is an excuse, but you know, I know we all need to be conscious of these things, but you know, I was grow, grew up in an era where you do comment on other people's looks and bodies. And I know a lot of us are struggling with this right now uh, because, you know, there's just more awareness and we're not supposed to, even if it's a, if, even if it's a, a good compliment, you're not supposed to comment. And I was chatting with just a couple of my friends the other day. Um, you know, I have a friend, Diane, who, um, and Nicole, who both have recently had situations where men or people in their lives have made comments on their physique that have been completely inappropriate. Um, you know, one of my friends went through a, you know, a real health situation and she lost a lot of weight because of this health situation. So she wasn't healthy, you know, the, her weight loss was not healthy. It was because of it, an illness. And, but, you know, and I think somebody made the comment of you look healthy you know, hey, Diane, you look really healthy. And of course, in her mind, she's like, he thinks I'm fat. He thinks that, you know, and, and, and whereas other people would comment and say she looked great when she was really sick because she had lost weight. So I just think that, you know, when I shared that topic, uh, you know, when we were all chatting about this, my other friend had had this like maintenance guy that was doing some work in her home and she had lost like seven pounds. So not a lot, but she's like five, two. So, you know, seven pounds is looks, you can see it. And I guess the guy was like, wow, you look great. What have you been doing? She's like, yeah, thanks. I lost seven pounds. And he's like, that's it. That's all you lost. And she's like, yeah. No, he's like, no, no, come on. You lost more than that. And she's like, what the hell? What did you think I, what you, would you think I was like 500 pounds? And, you know, and so it, it's funny because some of us make these comments and we think we're, we're complimenting, but the way that it's perceived or there's, there's like, it goes on too long or it's, it's, it can be very, very inappropriate. And I know I've been at fault for some of this as well. It's, it's really hard to change that. Um, and so that's what, that's kind of what they start talking about in this episode. So, so they were, they started out with non-scale wins or now they call them DST wins, which are basically like wins for your week that aren't tied to the scale. And Nicole talked about how she got a new puppy. Uh, I guess she named it Louie. And she said it's, you know, given her a lot of confidence and taking care of another being because she, she does want, I think she does want kids with her newly new husband. And she's like, I'm a really, she's like, I think I'm being a really good dog mom. She's like, I'm, I'm really into him. I really love him so much. And, you know, Aileen was agreeing. She's like, it's really good in a relationship to co-parent a dog so that you build like responsibility skills with a partner that's outside of taking care of yourself. And 
Nicole talked about how, I guess there's, they also have another podcast that just called the Oversharing Podcast, where this is this Dr. Naomi, um, she talked about how, you know, when you do have a new child or you do have a new dog in the home, it's really important to reconnect with your partner so that your partner doesn't get left out. And, you know, my boyfriend and I, we are huge dog people. We have three dogs. We have a cat. We have fish. We're just, we don't want kids. So our our babies are fur babies and we're literally just completely obsessed with them. So I really thought this was cute because Nicole was like, I really wanted to like make sure that my dog knew how much I loved him. So she Googled uh, how, how a dog can know that you love them, which I thought was so freaking cute. And she said that uh, if you make eye contact with your dog, that shows that's a sign that you love them. And I'm like, oh my God, I love I love that. And so ever since then, I've been like making a concerted effort to like make eye contact with my dogs. I always did that anyway, like instinctively I knew, you know, and I talked to them and I did, I, I was curious as I was like preparing for this podcast, I did end up Googling like how else you can show dogs that you love them because sometimes you think you're giving love, but then they don't like it. Like, you know, I kind of smother my dogs cause I just love to just hug them and kiss them and cuddle with them and you know they like run away from me because they know I'm going to smother them so apparently they don't like that they don't like to be pinned down or even hugged because they feel like they're trapped um so there was just some really good tips but I I just I really liked it Nicole brought that up it was really cute um and and Aileen was just talking about how her dog she'd like look over the room and her dog is just staring at her and that's you know I I always wanted a really loyal dog so when I got out of my toxic, abusive relationship I was in for seven years, the first thing I did was got it. I went and got a dog because he never wanted me to get a dog. He or us to get a dog because he thought that it would take love away from him, which quite honestly, it probably would have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but as, so as soon as we broke up, I went out and got a dog and, uh, you know, and she follows me around like she's my shadow. I mean, she, like right now she's because I have my door closed because she'll bark. Um, but she's, she's laying right outside the door. Like she's follows me around. Like she's my shadow. It's so cute. Um, and then, so yeah, so then, uh, they kind of talked about Aileen's non-scale win, which, so her biggest win is she's really trying to nip and she's been successful at nipping the talk in her head about the expectation to lose weight, to lose all her baby weight. She said, you know, her dog is almost nine months and, or I'm sorry, her dog, her daughter is almost nine months. And she said that, you know, she said that she hasn't lost any of her weight yet, but that, you know, she's, she's trying to tell herself like it took that long to grow her and to, to help, help her get born. And so, you know, it's going to take time and she's really, you know, giving herself grace and not holding herself up to these unrealistic societal expectations, which I think is really important too. Uh, and um, Nicole talked about how, you know, she's like, it's fake. She's like, it's it's fake that it should take nine months. She's like, it's fake that it, people should just bounce right back into their bodies um, that they were in before they had a baby. She's like, everybody is so different. And Aileen's like, you know, no one is telling me to lose weight. She's like, it really is. She's just like in my own head. She's like, I'm trying to not do that to myself. She's like, you know, instead of 
you know, murder podcast. She listened to a cardiologist podcast that where it said, you know, your body wants to hold on to weight naturally and that she's just, you know, she's focused on living. I mean, I don't know if she's breastfeeding or not, but you know, your body needs to support a child. And so, you know, it's, it's, I think that's really positive. And Nicole was like, not everybody, you know, everybody naturally comments on people's, you know, it's, it, you know, Nicole was understanding her situation and also understanding that society, that this is what we've all been trained to do, right? We've all been trained to look at women's bodies and judge them and make comments on them. Like that's what we've been born into. And then Aileen brought up how Christine from Selling Sunset that I don't know if anybody of you, any of you watch that. It's a reality show on Netflix that is very vapid, but it's, you know, it's very entertaining. It's got gorgeous, gorgeous women and real estate. And it's, you know, it's about like the LA Hollywood scene. And there's this girl, Christine Quinn, who's like, she's like a supermodel. She's super, super tall. She's probably like six feet and rail thin. You know, she, she has that model, that traditional model type body. And she said, you know, every single scene people are saying that to her, like, oh my God, there's no way you could have a baby. Like, oh my God, how did you lose the, the baby weight? Oh my God. And when she was, when she was pregnant, cause you would see her on the show pregnant, like she's not someone that gained weight anywhere else except the baby bump. And you know, some women that's, that's their, their state in pregnancy. Um, you know, my mom didn't really gain, well, I guess with my sister, she gained 70 pounds with me. She only gained like 30 to 40 pounds cause she was much more conscious of it. Um, when she had my brother, she, she didn't gain a ton of weight. She maybe gained 40 pounds, maybe 50 pounds, but she, she mainly just carried it in her stomach. So, but she wasn't, my mom's only like five foot or five one, whereas Christine is like six feet. So anyway, um, but Nicole was just saying that, um, you know, that people were saying that maybe she had a surrogate and again, that's, it's inappropriate for everybody to be guessing about this, but you know, Aileen's was like, I had to stop watching it. She was like, I was just getting so triggered by everybody saying that. And I, I think that's smart that she stopped watching it because I can imagine that if you are someone that just had a baby and it, you're, you're, you're a little bit conscious of not having lost any of your weight yet, and then you're watching a show where that's everything that's being commented on, it, it's very triggering. So I think, I think Aileen is smart to just turn it off and just walk away. I mean, she finally did go back to it because she's like, she likes the show. But um, I, again, I can, I can imagine. So then uh, they went to a listener, uh, listener win who said that she was getting married, um, that she hadn't made any alterations to her dress yet. And she was at a family function and she was helping herself to a second serving of dessert. And her fiance's aunt joked to her like, hey, uh, you have a wedding dress to fit into, don't you? And she responded with, well, the dress is actually going to be made to fit me, not the other way around. So thank you. And I'm going to enjoy my dessert. So, you know, there's just a lot of pressure to look your best and to, you know, sweat for the wedding. And, uh, you know, this uh, listener just ended up you know, normalizing eating like a normal person before your wedding and not, and then getting the dress altered to fit your body in, in this current state it's in and not stressing yourself out that you can't eat anything delicious or indulgent before you get married. 
Um, and so Aileen thought that response was great. She's like, you know, the days of torturing yourself to fit into a smaller size than you're naturally made to fit into, it should be behind us, you know, buy the size that fits you. And Nicole was talking, uh, you know, totally agreed. She's like, it's hard when you have, you know, crazy aunt. She's like, it's always the aunts. She's like, can't they take an etiquette course? She's like, she called it sweating for the wedding. And she said that when she was preparing for her own wedding, that people would, you know, she had a lot of uh, positive comments because, you know, Nicole is, you know, if, if you look at her Instagram at Nicole Pellegrino, she is, you know, she has, you know, a societally, you know, approved body. She's in a thin body. She's very attractive. And I'm sure, you know, if she was working out a lot for her wedding and, you know, I, I think it's fine to want to look your best because you're paying so much money for videos and, and pictures. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's wrong if you stress yourself out so much and you turn into another human. Like if I ever did a low carb diet, I'm just not a nice person in life. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to, to feel good. But I think what they're really focused on is, you know, this, this concept of lose, you know, get down to where you're not even recognizable because this has never been your normal body weight. And you're, you know, going on like this extreme diet and working out like an insane person <clears throat> just to be at a certain size for this one day of your life. And, you know, they're just talking about how that, that whole concept needs to end. Um, and, and, you know, regardless of whether it's good comments or bad comments, I mean, obviously the bad are, are really much more difficult to deal with, but, you know, she said that her own aunt commented that, that she herself needed to lose weight for the wedding. And, you know, it was, a, it was about herself. It wasn't about Nicole. Um, but, you know, she talked about that when weddings come up, everybody thinks weight loss. And <clears throat> look, when I used to be in the weight loss industry, I can't tell you how many people. So there'd be two things. There, there would be absolutely people coming in to lose weight for a wedding. And it's the same thing. It's like you're going to see family. You're going to see people you haven't seen in years who are going to be judging you. You know, they remember you at when you looked like this or when you were at this certain weight or whatever it is. Sometimes you just want to look your best for people that you haven't seen in a long time. And again, I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I think that's a natural human emotion. And I think, you know, when we feel our best... And when we look our best, we do feel our best. I don't know. I, I know it's it's not supposed to be all about superficial, but I, I definitely understand wanting to look and feel your best when you're going to be surrounded by people. And there's going to be a lot of pictures and videos taken, right? Like you're you're going to be in a. And the other the other side to that is I would also have a lot of people who didn't lose weight for the wedding, and were in pictures where when they got those back, they're like, oh my God, is that what I look like? And they didn't even, it was almost like they didn't know what they looked like until they got a picture of themselves sent back to them. And then that was the emotional trigger for them to finally do something about their weight. And, you know, that I would get that story in different versions all the time. Like, oh my God, I passed this mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. And, and suddenly I've gained a hundred pounds and it came on seemingly overnight and a lot of people, when they see pictures of themselves, it's very, very, very triggering or when they know they're going to be filmed or know they're going to be in a video. So, so I think it, again, to Nicole's point, it is natural that when a wedding talk comes up, people think, 
oh my God, I want to lose weight because ultimately they want to look their best. And I, that plays into society's society's expectations that thinner is better. And that's, I think, what they're getting to is the problem. So thinner is not better. Like every size is beautiful. Um, and so Aileen talked about, it's especially, you know, part of like older generations. You know, it's it's like this repeated line, like an automated response that people have drilled into their heads. Um, and people just repeat it. And Nicole agreed. She's like, it's, you know, the history behind all of this patriarchy, you know, the idea of being dainty for your wedding because you're going to be given away in marriage, you know, being presented to the man. And, you know, it's, it's very ingrained by grandmothers. She said that her grandmother used to say that phrase, like a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. And, you know, it's very old school. Um, and Nicole shared a story that when she was at her grandmother's, um, you know, when she was going for the donuts, her grandmother was like, well, maybe you should just have half of that. And, you know, and the comments like that would increase around wedding time. So, you know, certainly, I mean, my grandfather is the one that triggered me back in the day. So I think, again, the older schools, people are definitely like that. Um, and so, you know, Aileen talked about, you know, the, the relationship that you have with your body, you know, it's, it's, you, of course you want to look your best, but looking your best doesn't mean you have to be your smallest. And I think that's really where we need to, to, to get to, right? Like it's like buy the dress that fits you now, you know, feel good in that outfit now. Don't torture yourself to fit into a dress that you're, you're literally going to be uncomfortable in all night and, and, and never be able to wear again, you know, because you, it's not your natural body type or body size. So, um, yeah. And Nicole was like, we need to get over period, like making the wedding day, the best day of your life. It can be a great day of your life. It can be one of the best. It doesn't have to be the best day of your life. And just people in general, just put too much pressure on it was really the, the ultimate point there. And so, then they read um, a listener email that, that wrote in. It was like their Dear DST session um, or segment. And so and actually it was a, a, a voicemail. So this girl called in and she's a bridesmaid. And, and I think they focused on weddings for this whole show because Nicole does the Betches Brides podcast. Um, so anyway, so this was a woman that called in and she's, she's a bridesmaid. And she said that the dress that was picked for her was very, very unflattering to the point where she was so completely uncomfortable because the style that it was, she said she wouldn't be able to wear a bra and it's just not fit for a body type like hers. And, um, it's not fit for a larger body. She said the color was awful for her and she was really nervous and just like, didn't know how to bring it up with the bride. And, you know, she, and in the voicemail, you could hear this girl was very kind. She wasn't trying to be like a, you know, a, a difficult bridesmaid. She just, you know, and she felt empathy for the bride. She's like, I'm sure she's really stressed out. You know, I'm not trying to stress her out more. I just, I don't want to be miserable on that day and, and be upset. And I really, you know, I have to spend money on this. I want, I want to be comfortable. I want to feel good. And so, you know, Aileen loved, loved her empathy. She was like, she, she loved that she was seeing it from both sides, that she doesn't, wasn't just focused on her own situation of being uncomfortable that she was also taking into account that the bride was also really 
you know, probably stressed and, and she didn't want to upset her, but she wanted to bring it up in a gentle way to like, to, to, to say what she needed to say. Um, and so, you know, so she, Aileen thought that she should express that, you know, that, that the dress was just very uncomfortable for her. And Nicole was like, yeah, like make it easy for her, you know, go and find a few options that you think would work. And, you know, if your cousin's reasonable, she would want you to be comfortable and would want, you know, and want you to be able to wear a bra. She's like, in today's area, the bridesmaid's dress expectations, you know, you just need to get with the times. Like, it's not, it's not okay for bridezillas to be like, you must wear this specific dress. I mean, especially because, you know, affordability, um, you know, I, I, I think it was, was it Sex in the City where they all kind of wore a similar color, but their style could be picked out according to like their own personal style. I think that's a really good idea. Like if you are going to have bridesmaids to have like a general color, but like let the, let them pick for their own body types. So, um, and Aileen said, you know, approach it gently. She's like, you know, say, I don't want to stress you out. You know, I just don't want to ruin your pictures by being uncomfortable. You know, I really care about you. So just kind of like softening the edges when you do express it to her. And Nicole's like, you know, hopefully she's not mean to you. Offer to do the work, you know, just do the work and present her with options and be kind and, you know, and, and be empathetic like you were on the voicemail. And, you know, it should work out just fine. And Aileen was just like, it's really hard to be vulnerable and approach a bride in general about something like that. Um, you know, but you have to spend your own money. You know, we can hear the anxiety in your voice. So just don't treat it like a confrontation. Treat it more like you're, you know, just sharing your feelings. And, you know, there's, there is a lot of emotion and a lot of like expectation around weddings uh, I was married uh, a long time ago now, uh, and we had a very traditional wedding. Uh, and you know, I if if I ever do it over again, which I may, um, I will be very very non-traditional. Uh, so so we'll see we'll see about that. But anyway, I think this is an interesting uh, time to be doing a DST because you know. Diet starts tomorrow with from Betches is, you know, it's a younger, they're, they're all probably at least 10 years younger than me. I think they're in their maybe late 20s, early 30s. And so, and I'm 42. And so it's, you know, it is a different generation, right? Like they are, they're the, like the woke generation, if you will, who they're, you know, it's body positivity and, um, you know, it, it's, it's very different than the era that I grew up in, which was like kind of the Kate Moss era where, you know, skinny, rail thin models were the thing and, you know, normal type girls, there just wasn't a place. And, uh, and, and diet culture was very, very, very strong and, you know, and the generation above me. So next week's podcast, I'm going to be doing, um, a review on weight Wednesday from Jenny Hutt. Now, I started following Jenny on Instagram because I, I also listen to Sirius Satellite Radio. I have heard Jenny's show a few times, and this was like back in the day, though, when I listened to it. And so I knew she would occasionally talk about weight loss or her weight or whatever. And I ended up following her on Instagram. I hadn't listened to her show for years, and I but I follow her on Instagram, and she always does this post like, what I eat in a day to maintain 70 pounds. And so, you know, and she has, uh, you know, she eats what she likes, 
It tends to be a lot of fruit. She eats a lot of pineapple. She eats cottage cheese. She eats so, but she, you know, she shows her food intake and mostly she gets really positive comments. She does occasionally get comments like you have an eating disorder. This is, this is diet, promoting diet culture. You're not supposed to be like this. And, um, and she rages against that. Now she's a, about a generation older than me. So it's like, she's 52, I'm 42. And then you've got the Betches, um, media company. Those girls are all like, you know, a decade younger than me. And so I think it's, it's interesting to see, to list, and I'm listening to all these podcasts, right? And Jenny is, you know, very, she's into diet culture. You know, she's, she is very about, Hey, if you want to lose weight, you should lose weight. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. And, and I'm going to, I actually listened to one of her podcasts the other day and it's, it's a really, I mean, it's, it's not a podcast, it's a show on Sirius, but anyway, she has these weight Wednesdays that I'm going to break down. And so we'll get into that. You know, she is the exact opposite of the Betches and Diet Starts Tomorrow. So I, I think it's a good juxtaposition. Um, and, you know, I, I really wholeheartedly believe in a lot of things Jenny says, and I wholeheartedly believe in a lot of what's on Diet Starts Tomorrow. And I believe, I believe there's like a balance in there somewhere, right? Because I do still think it's fine to lose weight too, or to want to lose weight. And I do like some diet culture stuff, but I also, uh, I also think it can go to the extreme. And I think any extremes are really probably bad. Anyway. So, uh, so please follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's called the diet obsessed podcast on Instagram, please, uh, rate review and subscribe to this podcast. So just, um, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, go down to the bottom, give me some stars, leave a comment. Uh, I would really appreciate it if you do that. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.